Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey listeners, ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Skip Town. We're so excited you could join us today. I actually got to spend a little time in Connecticut this time, as opposed to our Hartford and Guilford episodes where everybody knows I was locked in a hotel room working away. You got to spend a little bit of time, though, in Guilford. Not not as much in Hartford as you did Guilford, but you got to you got to put some uh, some. What is it? Boots I got on taste. the ground. You got some boots. Yeah. But this time you were solo and there was no one planning your adventures. And That's right. How was that, my friend? How was, was that? It was awesome. Ten days at Jimmy James on the loose in Connecticut in the big CT. I visited like 10 towns. It was awesome. That I sounds had a good like time. the worst trip ever. 10 what? towns in 10 days? No, that to me, that sounds like a living hell. Oh my gosh, I did hikes in like two different towns we're going to talk about. Uh, I did spend a little time in Hartford. I had the chance to go back for family weekend for the Trinity Bantams, where our daughter plays volleyball. And uh, I got to meet all, a lot of parents from the school. It was great. It was a fun weekend, very celebratory. Lots, lots of tailgating. It was good times. I just don't find traveling to 10 different cities to be fun and oh we're still that's, on that oh yeah i'm talking about tailgating now <laughs> i'm still going back to like the in and out of the car i'm so glad i'm so glad you did your trip i'm so glad you did you babe i didn't stay in 10 different towns i know you i know what i you, just explored them james i know exactly what you did mm-hmm. that is why i'm glad i wasn't there so all right let's dig in let's, let's dig talk in. about james gordon's version of guilford connecticut okay but first, we're going to start in South Windsor, outside of <laughs> Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> That's where I rolled up. I decided I was going to get a hotel there. There was a newer, modern hotel there. Uh, and as it turns out, South Windsor, about 10, 15 miles outside of Hartford. Nice area, scenic. If you like Panera and Target, it's really for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. Very suburban. Very suburban, but uh, that's where I decided I was going to stay. It was family weekend at our daughter's school, and even from the time we were in Hartford, all those rooms at our favorite place, the Goodwin downtown, they were all booked up. Uh, There were other hotels, but it was like Red Roof Inn type stuff or Motel 6s. It was just, I was picking through the scraps in terms of hotels there in the general Hartford area. Uh, A lot of dinners in West Hartford, which is where everybody goes uh, because there's nothing open after 5 p.m. in Hartford. So uh, I went to a Thai restaurant one night. I took Ellie and one of her best friends, Lucy, Mm -hmm. from high school, who actually goes to the same college as her. Uh, So it was a nice little L.A. reunion. Uh Went out for Thai food, ordered. What's Thai like in West Hartford? Uh, It looked delicious, but the end of the story, and I'm just going to fast forward to it, is that their food came, but mine never did. Oh, so you really don't know what Thai is like in West Hartford. I tried the chicken satay. That was about it. Okay. (laughs) It was delicious. Uh, Where did you end up eating that night? uh, I ended up stopping at a Buffalo Wild Wings right up the street from the Target. So you sat there while they ate? Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that's how it was going to end up. Their food came and they said, yours will be right out. And the kids were done eating. And then I was like, just take it off the bill. 
at this point, I don't even want it. What am I going to do? Take it home and smell up the entire hotel? Yeah. So anyway, that is a fast recap of uh, Hartford. (laughs) uh, West Hartford. West Hartford and Hartford. I left uh, after a couple mornings. You know, she had her volleyball games and everything. It was all great. It was fun. It was a good time. Uh, But then I have a really good friend, Jeff, one of my old roommates from Orlando. Shout out Jeff, who listens to the show. Friend of the show. Thanks, Jeff. Friend of me. Thanks even more. Appreciate it all these years. I don't, know, I don't know how I wasn't the greatest roommate. I heard in, in Florida. I've heard those stories. Yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. wasn't. I wasn't. I like late rent. Oh yeah, you're you're the doozy. Got fired you're the from one. a job. You're that one. I am. Oh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. So and Jeff, he's still friends with you. Jeff huh. has seen me. Jeff has seen some of my ups and downs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's a good egg. He's got a family of himself now, living in Newtown. Uh, Is it Newton? family of his own? I should say, living in Newtown. Is it Newton? Or Newtown, because people Newtown. have corrected me. Is there a Newton? There's a Newton. Is there a Newton, Connecticut? Yeah. I don't know. How do they I... spell this? How do you spell Newtown? Newtown, all one word. N-E-W-T-O-W-N. Okay, because somebody corrected me yesterday and said Newton. How it's do you not... spell Newton, though? N-E-W-T-O-N. Yeah. Oh, okay. As in Newton's like law, Fig right? Newton? Yeah. So, yeah. Like Fig Newton. Uh, okay, so I guess it is really Newtown. Okay, yeah. go ahead. So, uh, so I left Hartford. I actually uh, booked an Airbnb, which I said I wasn't going to do anymore. But it turns out it's like it's 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 fairly rural around there. Oh. Rural. I just swallowed that word. Rural uh, around Candlewood Lake, which is sort of the largest. Not sort of. It is the largest lake in Connecticut. Oh, it's like. Six thousand acre lake or something like that. It's big. It's a big lake. It is the largest lake in Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. and it's in Newtown. Uh, Newtown is near there. So okay. I chose Danbury, mm-hmm. Danbury, probably better said, like a New Englander. Uh, and Danbury is really a small city. Uh, I found an Airbnb there. It was a, a basement uh, apartment. It was weird because it's rustic and there there are a lot of forests and everything around that area where I was staying. Uh, but the house, the lots for the houses were like an acre at best. So there were a lot of houses in that general area. Okay. It wasn't like where acres we, and acres of land. Right. It wasn't like where we had seen in Guilford or okay. North Guilford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the place was fine. It was a really nice house and especially for the price. Uh Danbury, I would say, is a lot of strip malls. And I think that's because their 84 freeway runs right through the heart of it. Uh, oh, okay. Like the the downtown or the commercial area of that community is separated from Candlewood Lake. Like the freeway runs in between the lake and the downtown area. Oh, so, okay. Um, so that so, part, it was pretty congested when, when I was in town. And I was kind of surprised by that. Um so do people get off of the freeway, you think, and frequent the strip malls? That's why they're strip malls. Like, are they making it commuter friendly? Is that what you're thinking? Like, is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm just saying, I don't know. That's like the freeway runs through the middle oh, of their okay. town. So, so right. I don't know the reason is. for that. I guess right. they just built the interstate there. To me, it feels like, why wouldn't you build it on the other side of yeah, the downtown right. and not cut off, you know? Yeah. But I guess, so I don't know, people don't care. What's the vibe there? Uh, the vibe there is it's definitely suburban for sure. I mean, I think it's uh, let me see, uh, how many eighty thousand people? So it's a lot of people. It's it's pretty sizable oh, that's big. town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that is big. Uh, Four hundred 
thousand to seven hundred thousand dollar houses seem to be the average for a three bedroom, two bath, somewhere in that range. Uh, yeah, it's definitely more. It's more of a city. Uh, it used to be a major hub for supplies during the Revolutionary War. Oh. And wow. it was also uh, a, a major uh, railroad center afterward. So there is a lot, like there, is, I shouldn't say a lot. You can't, like you pro you have to go look to find it. But there is some colonial sort of history and, and all that there. Are there colonial so, homes there? There are some, okay. yeah. Uh, I think it's more on the, not where I was. Where I was, it seemed like all those houses had been built within the last... 30 years. Okay. Some of them really new. Um, What's the draw? Uh, I, I think for that particular town, honestly, it's about 55 miles outside of New York City. Oh, there you go. So okay. I think people can get jump on a train or be in and out of the city relatively quickly. And you can get a decent house. You're saying three bedroom, two yeah. bath for anywhere between four and 700 on an acre of property. Can't get that in New York. No, you definitely right. cannot okay. get that kind of space there. So uh, I, th I think that's one of the reasons... That is so populated. I mean, it's not as close to New York City as it's right on the border, actually, of the New York state line between Connecticut oh, okay. and New York. So it's pretty close. Yeah. All right. There are five towns around there. Danbury is the largest. I went through Sherman. It was the least populated of the five towns. And I said, oh, my gosh, like my eyes got really big. And there are all these kind of farm size mm -hmm. lots there. Some people had sheep and goats and all that business. And I was like, oh, okay, this looks really good. Mind you, as I'm blowing through town after town in Connecticut, the leaves had changed for the fall. It was oh, spectacular. Connecticut was spectacular when I was there. So uh, I know it's gotten colder already, but, um, but, and so I went through Sherman uh, and it, it looked great, uh, but I realized after looking at Zillow, we couldn't afford to live there. In Sherman? It, in Sherman. It's less populated. It's like 20,000 people or something like oh, that. Oh, that's tiny. It, it, it's, but it, it's like a large area. It's, all, it's like oh, as, spread out. as large as Danbury, so but a quarter out. of the people. Yeah, it's spread out. But like the properties are like, I mean, real estate is like a $1.2 to $5 million house. So We talked about this. Is Sherman... Is Sherman where this like where Kira Cedric lives? That I don't know. I can't remember. I think it is. Honest. I think is it a lot of ranches? It. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot. I think that's where like um, what's his what's Footloose? What's his name? <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> that's it, Kevin. You can't remember. I just like went blank for a minute. <laughs> You're six degrees removed from I Kevin know. Bacon. I think that Sherman is like I. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But okay, if yeah. it's starting. Okay, Someone so, will fact check yeah. us. Oh. 100%. Um, okay, so anyway, so houses started like 1.6. Yeah. Okay, so Sherman's out. But it was pretty to Sherman's drive through. Out. It was. Okay. It, it was. It was beautiful. I mean, the whole area was beautiful. I did a hike down to Candlewood Lake. Awesome. I did one hike in, uh, in Danbury. And then I did another one nearby in New Fairfield. Uh, and incidentally, I should say, I downloaded this app called All Trails. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? No. Oh, we could have used it our entire trip last year. Oh, nice. Would've it would have nice come in really handy. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just, I can't recommend all trails enough. They're not paying for a single thing on this podcast yet, but hopefully <laughs> one day, right? And so we can all dream. And, uh, uh, but that app was really helpful in saying, okay, if you want to do a two mile loop, go to this place and you can do a smaller loop. Or nice. there's also a three mile offshoot if you want to. 
you know, increase your distance or whatever. So that part was great. Okay. And then uh, moving around Candlewood Lake, uh, there was New Fairfield. 14,000 people has over 1,000 acres of public uh, re recreation. Whoa, they really cater to the people in that town. This whole area. I mean, trail after trail after trail. So many old, uh, you know, Native American um, trail-related uh, mountains and all that. Wow. So, you know, I'm stammering my words, but all this stuff was, you know, clearly previously owned by Native Americans at some point. And so they, uh, I did a, a hike down Squants Pond Trail, S-Q-U-A-N-T-Z, and that's named well, after that's a, you. You pronounce uh, that pretty darn well. It's a you don't know that. I mean, maybe it's squants. I don't know. Maybe they say it differently. Sounded at, it sounded good. I know. I sold it. You did. Yeah. I, I bought it. Uh, and so anyway, the uh, you know, that was named after uh, a chief of one of the Native American tribes there. Um, I can't really speak to the downtown area there. I and don't, what town was that? I, New Milford. OK, uh, sorry. We're going to get to New Milford, New Fairfield. Okay. I, this goes back to our previous oh episode. All the news. New Haven, new this, new that. Yeah. Um, okay. New, new Fair. Fairfield. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was headed for the trail. I didn't I didn't see a town green. There may be one. I'm not sure. So all of these towns that you're describing right now are all on this lake. They're all on this lake. Okay. And, and when I get through the next two, I'm going to summarize okay. my thoughts on this Go area. Ahead. All right. Uh, so New Milford uh -huh. is the next one. Uh, it seemed to have a lot more shops, restaurants. There was a, a more of a walkable sort of main town green okay. area. Uh, and, you know, they had a place for music, community events, all that. It felt like Guilford okay. a little more like, uh, you know, our visit there. Uh, there were several locations in that town that were part of the Underground Railroad. Whoa. Yeah. And so you in can, New Milford. You, in New Milford. Yeah. You can get a map and everything. Could and you go and visit? I th yeah, I mean, there are like little tours and everything you can do Holy to go see cow, so it's still some open. of these locations. Okay, right. So, And then uh, a lot more houses in that area. So our sweet spot, I think you'll agree, we've talked about this a lot. Our sweet spot is somewhere between 700000 for a house, mm -hmm. somewhere in that range yeah. for about, you know, an acre, a couple acres if yeah. we can get it and 2,500 to 3,000 square feet. We could certainly find that around here New in this area. Okay. Uh, I found a 3,000 square foot house on six acres for $560,000. What town? New Milford. That's really reasonable. Yeah. For what we've seen across the board, like when we traveled to other places. I mean, obviously, we've seen prices like that in other um, cities. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the norm, really. Yeah. I mean, it's not the norm to have that many acres. You can find a house like that but with that many acres. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but my favorite around the lake by far was Brookfield. It's the fifth of five towns that I visited. And I got to say, I inadvertently saved the best for last. Are you serious? For me, I thought it was fantastic. Why? Uh, what was so great about Brookfield? 16,000 residents, not too big, not too small. A lot of colonial houses, a lot of historic oh. houses. Again, I was there in the fall. So a lot of farmers markets, a lot of, you know, like I should say, I say farmers markets, but it's basically family owned farms with an yes. open barn and people can pull in there. And I know how much you enjoy that stuff that. when we're in oh the country. Gosh, that's so amazing. you city girls. So you love literally that kind can of thing. just drive from farm to farm. And yeah. I think there were a handful there that I passed. Cow. I was just kind of driving around and looking around. That's um, amazing. It had, a, to me, it seemed to have 
as much character as some of the other places that we've seen. Okay, we love these cities. I'm, you know, if you've been listening to our show, this is what really gets us excited. These small towns that have some culture that also are near big cities. But I got to be honest with you, if you're a kid growing up, this has got to be like... Not the best place to live. 16,000 people. Oh, you're probably bored out of your mind out of when your you're mind. a kid. Yeah. Out of your mind. But yeah. for us, this sounds perfect. It does. <laughs> I mean, so let's talk about Candlewood Lake for a second. It's like uh, ice skating in the winter that I'm not going to do, but other people might like uh -huh. that. Uh, me, and, me and Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Denise and Phil. <laughs> That's right. We can skate. Check out our Orlando episode where uh -huh. we talk about that. Did uh -huh. we talk about, oh, Lake Placid. Yeah. Uh -huh. We talked about our Lake Placid uh -huh. episode. Phil and I are going to get on some skates. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. We're going to do um, some, what's it called? Triple axles. Lindy's. What are those? The Lindy's. I, uh, triple Lindy's yeah, actually from back Phil to school. And I That's are a dive. Triple Lindy's. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, there's a lot of fishing, there's trout, there's largemouth bass, all boating, that sort of stuff. If you're boating, a lot of boating, boating. Um, swimming, houses. you can swim, the water's safe to swim in. Oh, you won't get sick. Unlike Mobile Bay. Oh my gosh. Unlike some of the other places that we've yeah, been. You yeah, you won't get sick. There, okay. there are moments where there's some blue algae, like if it gets too hot and it doesn't rain, oh, okay. they have blue algae days, but okay. they tell you ahead of time, hey, don't swim today. So. What are the houses like around the on the water? They're That's gorgeous. Like, My lord. Prices. Let's talk about. Oh, of course, uh, they're gorgeous. They're on the water. Around, uh, I mean, on the waterfront in many of these communities, you're you're looking at least one point five. Wow, that's so, so so expensive. There are some shacks that you can get, like, like I think in one town I saw like a six hundred square foot house or something like Again, that. Again, with for, a six hundred square foot house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I don't even know if I don't even think that was on the water. With all those houses, though, if you have the means to afford the waterfront property, many of them come with the boat slip, uh, you know, the dock as part of your... I'm aware of what uh, a boat slip is. Uh, Thank I'm you. just making sure. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. You grew up on the south side. It doesn't so. matter. I know what okay. a boat slip is. Okay, good. It's a dock. I, Carol and Rick had a boat. I know what a boat slip is. Thank <laughs> okay. you very much. Cat but, had a boat. I know what a boat is. Thank you very much. But some of the boat slips are actually community owned, so... You have to check if you're going to buy real estate in that area. Sometimes the boat slip does not come with the mortgage. So oh. then it goes, if it's one of those community, it's one of those set up through the community marina or what have you, it just goes to the next person on the wait list when that house sells. Wait, okay. So hold on for a second. So it may not be included. <laughs> okay. You have a beautiful lakefront house, but that dock that is in front of your house Joey down the street owns. No, it's more marina stuff. Like if you're living slightly off the water or what have you, you could still obviously have a boat slip. Uh, it just may not transfer with the sale of your house. So I'm not talking about the million dollar home. Yeah, all the million dollar homes right on the water. Yeah, they have their own boat okay. slip. Yeah. But not everybody has that home, but many people have a boat. Got it. And okay. so they pay for their boat slip and historically a lot of those have come with the sale of the property but it's not always the case anymore okay so that's it sell your house you can lose your boat slip all right it's just the nature of things so that's really not great it's um, not great for the like the new buyer no it's not okay. it's not great good for the to new know. buyer yeah good to know. so you have to clarify that in the sale there are, i mean some people just want a lakefront house and don't have a boat or care to have a boat and they just want the lakefront property so you have to be that kind of buyer but okay good to know yeah. So, uh, but uh, in in that area, New Milford, Brookfield, my favorite, 
and Sherman, of course, mm -hmm. uh, are parts of Sherman are among the most desirable. And that is because they are on the east side of the lake. So you get the lake sunsets. Oh, who would have thought of when that? When the sun sets on the west Aww, side. That's yeah, so pretty. It is. Okay. The lake is gorgeous no matter what. It was freezing cold the day I walked down there. Uh, but I went all the way down there. I found a swing where people swing. I didn't. I know it was freezing. It was cold. Oh, it wasn't. A, oh, it was a swing that goes out into the water. Yeah, I was thinking like a swing, like oh, like feet. grandpa on the yeah. porch yeah. type like, thing. No, yeah. like no, you know, <laughs> like that. Like someone push you. Push no, me, dad. Just, like you swing out of the water. Push me, dad. Yeah. Uh -huh. you, Did no, you, you go swinging? Did someone push you, hun, from the behind and you were swinging? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and it was cold, and I did not swing into the water either. Okay. Although people on you know my social media were telling me to do so. Go swing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I was just I, you know I'm, I take care of my pores. Okay. So, you know, I'm worried about that kind of stuff. All right. So. That anyway. would have been a good moment. That would have been a good social media moment. It's kind of hard to take a selfie on a swing. Yeah. I would, like, think, like, you'd be like, hmm. Well, I mean, plus I'm not from there. So oh. it's like I swing out and I hit my head on a rock and that's it. I'm by myself. And next and thing you, you know. you can't with your phone because your phone will get wet. So you can't even do a selfie on a swing with the phone. Yeah. But I'm yeah, also talking no about just survivability. Oh. You, you know, too. Be you, should, you shouldn't do, you shouldn't do rope swings by yourself. Generally. I agree. Agreed. You know, mm -hmm. whether you're, you know, young or old or in cold weather, hot weather is what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. So anyway, um, but uh, that finally being in that area allowed me to, as I said, reconnect with my friend Jeff. Yeah. And uh, got to meet his family for the first time and all that. He lives in Newtown. Mm -hmm. And I must say, Newtown is spectacular. Were you expecting that when you arrived? No, I was not. So you left thinking Brookfield is my place. I mean, yeah, I kind of thought, okay. Okay, I'm going to tell Denise, forget Guilford, because it's Brookfield. Yeah. And then you got to Newtown. See, you are so fair weathered. This happens all the time. I mean, you were like that lover who fought, like, the, always in love with the new person. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> Seriously, there's like no, there's no, I'm there's addicted no, to like, love. There's no, I'm addicted to loving new there's hometowns. There's no substance to you. You are just in love with the new lover I know. all the time. Just give me a cup of apple cider and like, you know, kids playing football in the like, middle of like colorful again. leaves. And there I am. Here we go again. Roll my eyes. Oh, yeah. he's in love again. Okay. All right. Newtown uh -huh. has a great town square, a great Main Street vibe, uh, lots of colonial buildings. Hollyville, H-A-W-L-E-Y-ville, uh, is a small neighborhood that's been around since the 1700s. Oh, whoa. And it's part of Newtown, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, so a lot of colonial action going on there. Go out and kill us some redcoats, babe. Come on, it's going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Oh, you know what? I will move there if you dress up during like. Oh, I, get, I uh -huh. have to do reenactments yeah, uh -huh. to entertain you. If you do the reen, if you join the reenactment uh, um, acting troupe, I will move there. Okay. Uh -huh. Can I please get a Paul Revere? The British are coming. The British are coming. Can you do that? No, yeah, do yeah. it. Get it. Hold on. Hold on. Let me show, show you. Am I on? Wait, wait. Oh, the British are coming. <laughs> How was that? Uh, seven out of ten. I don't, I, it wasn't like, great. Is it supposed to be an American accent? Because you know, but he would still be having. He would still have a British accent. 
the British are coming, the British are coming. Oh, you did it better than I did. The British are coming, the British are coming. <laughs> you sound like Oliver Twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you land in Newtown and you're all again in love. Let's just talk oh about this God. love affair. Jeff's Go house ahead. is so charming. Old farmhouse, like, I mean, it's just, it's spectacular. He's got a meadow in his, his backyard. Aww. It's insane. Got I feel like you were me when I was in Guilford. Like, giddy, couldn't wait to share it with you. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh, my God, you have to see this. I know, I called you from there. You did. Yeah, so Newtown was, like, yeah, was your Guilford. Uh, I just, I was so surprised that you could, like, every road that I went down off of the main street, it seemed, had a house. And then you'd drive three or 400 yards, like, going 40 miles an hour, whatever, and then you'd find another house. And it, it was just a perfect, the, the grouping was amazing. Yeah, it, it I just felt like the houses had enough space between them where you still had neighbors and you could still, you was know. Was it a home away from home? I think, yeah, was it a home away from home, yeah. Like, it you felt know, that, good. like, you know, I know what you are striving to get in a home. I'm striving to get to, a home. I know, to get a home. at home. But makes you feel your way a little bit. Oh, yeah. Does Newtown I mean, do that for you? You and I talk about our ultimate property we probably want is one where you feel like it's a retreat as yes. you're coming up the driveway. Did you? You can fully get that. There's forest everywhere. Okay. If the land is cleared, then it's sort of, it's not, it, it doesn't feel like flat farmland. You know what I mean? It's okay. like there are mountains there and there's just enough topography. That's a mm-hmm. fancy word for hilly hilly country and all that is um, there a lake uh Newtown is a little further east of candlewood lake but everybody goes to candlewood lake okay so um it felt- so it's about probably 20 25 minutes something like that so it has that green it has the downtown yeah. it has colonial homes it has acres and acres so mm-hmm. this sounds amazing it, how it, many people live there it was when um population twenty eight thousand. That's small. Not tiny, but not huge. It's it's smaller than your sixty thousand in what was the first city you went to? Oh, uh, well, yeah, but Danbury, Danbury, but that was eighty thousand. Yeah. Oh, eighty thousand. So it's smaller than that. Okay, I don't think twenty eight thousand is a is a lot. No, I mean in comparison to some of the other places yeah. where we really loved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I felt like you know it was it was small and big enough and clean and. You know, just like I said, I mean, there's just you have so much access to nature in this entire. What did you region. do in Newtown? Uh, hung out with Jeff, had a little barbecue at a place, um, drove around. Honestly, I looked at properties a lot. So you know, I wake up in the morning, go out there for a couple hours, drive around, and uh, I, I mean, I just thought I, I really did think it was fantastic. So Aww, okay, yeah, so. Yeah. I guess it's going to be a place I have to visit now. Yeah, you should probably definitely check it out. Okay. Poverty rate is low. Um, there's a Bradstreet Farm, a, pro- a popular place where people get their produce and all okay. that. Um, National Bike Trails pass through Newtown. Um, What's that? The National Bike Trails, like legit, you can travel the nation, a- across the nation. And the, some serious? of those trails go through Newtown. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know such a thing um, existed. Poodatuck State Forest. I don't know if I'm saying that right. P-O-O-T-A-T-U-C-K. Here, here Forest. look at this Native American tongue you've got going on right now. I know. Okay. 120 miles of trails. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a hiker's paradise. It wow. really is. The whole region is insane. If you see just a lot wanna, of bikers. You want to throw. Yeah. Uh, mountain bikers. Yeah. Really? Saw some. Saw a lot of mountain bikes on cars 
And on the trail, I saw a few here and there. Okay. Um, I was there. I mean, most of my stuff I was doing during the week. So, um, you know. And but then, that doesn't mean anything. People bike during the week. Not at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, well, you were okay, – where, where were you doing I work on West Coast time, so, you know. Okay. That's still, like, 10 o'clock. The, you should have been working. What I, were you doing at 1 o'clock? Moving on. <laughs> Media and Home. I called you. You weren't answering. Media. What the heck were you doing? Me, Media and Home. The British value. are coming. <laughs> the British are coming. <laughs> Media and Home value is around 420K with uh, many being on one or two acre lots. Wow. I'm not really seeing that. Like, that's a stat that came up. I'm not seeing that so much on Zillow. They're a little more expensive what than that. What are you that. seeing? Like like six seven hundred. Oh, that's but a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a couple hundred thousand difference. Um, but you is know, is it like the double wide? That's four hundred twenty thousand no, dollars. These houses are not double wides, and that was the allure of the place. Like pound for pound, cool farmhouse, cool farmhouse, cool farmhouse. And I'm not talking like the sidings coming off and all that. Like okay. these places are kept up. Okay. It's pretty obvious people in this community take a lot of pride in their oh, homes. Okay. Yeah, it's nice. no joke. Okay. So. Um, and if that wasn't enough to sell you on it, Michael Bolton lives there. Oh, done deal. <laughs> done deal. <laughs> I thought, I don't know if he still lives there, actually. I just, random thing that came up. Okay. Um, and then from there, uh -huh. I actually went to check out, uh, I was on my way up to Massachusetts to see Ellie play uh, the following weekend. And I actually went through New London okay. briefly. There was a point in time where Ellie might have gone on to Connecticut College, yeah. and I finally got to see that campus. Uh, she didn't want to go to New London because she said, oh, it's, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing to do. But frankly, I must say, even though it's it's kind of a fishing town, like a fish, uh, you know, fishing, shipping industry town, uh, frankly, there's a lot more to do there than there is in Hartford, Isn't in downtown funny? Hartford. Uh -huh. Yeah. So... She would have been fine there, but it doesn't matter. She picked her school. So anyway, uh, but I thought uh, Connecticut College's campus is beautiful. Oh, wow. It's okay. gorgeous. They, uh -huh. they have an arbitorium. How uh -huh. do they say? Arboretum? Arbor. I they thought... have trees and a lake. <laughs> <laughs> and so. And, and like, it. <laughs> and they like have it closed off. Like it's a thing where you go That's through it. the arches. And there's and there's, and there's yeah. a, a roof on it, right? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. I think okay. it's Arboretum. Arb arbitorium. That's what I think it is. Arbitorium. Anyway. Thank. I think. Uh, so. Guys, you go to Connecticut and you come back with these big fancy words. I know. Uh -huh. I know. I'm highfalutin now. I can't wait the for The small you. town Ohio boys come a long way. Uh-huh. So anyway. Uh, you're so, speaking Native American. You're talking about arboretums. <laughs> I know. I'm so cultured now. Um, Arbitoriums. But, yeah. So uh, that's the kind of gist. I mean, and I actually, you know this already. I actually did stay in Brantford. Mm -hmm. And uh, because I couldn't get a hotel, Guilford, the town you love so much, mm -hmm. uh, they doesn't have, no have a hotel. They yeah. And so but I did actually get to spend two days uh, hanging out in that area. And I got to say, I see the allure. I know why you uh, I know why you're into Guilford. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. But Newtown, I also I, love, I also yeah, Newtown, maybe. But uh, I also like Madison right next door. Um, I know you're so fancy. Here we go again. Yeah, so like, 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 OK, so you have Guilford. From my understanding, is like, let's just put it like the Charlie's Angels. Guilford is Jacqueline Smith. And then Madison is like Cheryl Ladd, the new angel that came in after Farrah Fawcett left. It's like, that's Madison. 
now you're going for the blonde. Like you have the brunette, and now you're going to go for the new hot blonde. Who is the other one? Kate Jackson, babe. It's oh, always Kate Jackson. everyone. Poor Kate Jackson. Yeah. Everyone forgets. I always about forget Kate. <laughs> Jacqueline Smith, though. Yeah. I followed her on Facebook so, for like five years. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor Jacqueline Smith. She's beautiful. <laughs> poor Jacqueline. Smith. I have a type. You do. Uh huh. But <laughs> pale white girls with dark hair. <laughs> I know, but it seems like now, like honestly, now we're going from Guilford, who is your Jacqueline Smith, to like Madison. You like everything. I you do. like everything. I do. I mean, the thing I liked about Madison was like the thing that I thought about Madison was well, why we moved to Guilford when we're going to be spending all of our time in Madison. Because that's not. where all the shops are. There are three restaurants in Guilford. But there aren't that many restaurants in Madison. There seemed to be a lot more on the strip that from I drove through. From what everyone told me, people from Madison go to Who Guilford. People? They're Guilford people. And they <laughs> Guilford people. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And they said people from Madison go to uh -huh. Guilford to eat because there's nothing That's to so do in Madison. That's so funny because I talked to somebody from Madison and they were like, yeah, like there's a little bit to do in Guilford when there's an actual community event going on. But Remember I told you about this mentality in Connecticut? Yeah. Whatever town people live in, they kind of bad talk the yeah. other town. So if you live in Guilford... You're like, Guilford is great. Do not go to Brantford. And then if you live in Brantford, you're like, Brantford is great, but Madison is terrible. Don't go to Madison. Yeah. I mean, then if you go to Madison, like Brantford and Guilford are just awful. Don't. It's crazy, the yeah. town loyalty in that part of the country. It is. And we see it all over. Of course. But especially there because all the cities are so close together. I mean, really just, I mean, every city is bump, is like, you know, obviously you're going from one city to the other. Right. But, but along that coast, there is just coastal town pride. There is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. I think some of that has to do as well. Like, you know, they have kids in high school there. Oh, don't go to like where I grew up. It was like the next town. Oh, don't go there. Stay here Maybe. You know, and all that. So I don't know. Who knows? Um, my ranking, though, is Madison, Guilford, Bramford in that order. Huh. OK. Although Guilford is a close second. Guilford has more charm. Like Guilford, is Guilford has yeah. more like Guilford feels like a little more old school charm. Yeah. Guilford. Super Whereas charming. Madison has. Coffee shop is new is Newtown more or less charming than Guilford as oh okay we're going to visit yeah. for sure it's every okay. bit is so anyway so that kind of sums up my okay. uh, that 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 sums up the uh, Connecticut uh, slam that I went through in those ten days I got a lot done I felt a lot better coming back from Connecticut having seen all these towns good finally you did your footwork yeah. Yeah, you did so. your homework. Sorry. You did your footwork and your homework. I did both. Yeah. yeah. Does so. Connecticut have like a national snack or food or something like that that you uh, got a uh, hand, got a hold of? They say that the uh, pizza in America oh, and yes. the hamburger were both created in New Haven. And their pizza. Which is about 10, 20 minutes away from Guilford. And 20 their, minutes. Their pizza, their like New Haven pizza has mashed potatoes and bacon on it. Wait a second. There is, yeah, at bar. My brain is comprehending. My brain is thinking about it. Yeah. So we got tomato sauce. Nope. Oh, no. Mar Mariner sauce. No. Oh, oh, so no. It's like, what is it? A white sauce or something? Is there any sauce? So what's I on the pizza then? If it has sauce. mashed potatoes, is the mashed potatoes the base? The mashed potatoes is the base, I believe. No, it's like a lump of mashed potatoes, wasn't it? They I did a whole video on this on YouTube, but you can see it. It's mashed potatoes, oh, cheese, and bacon. That's what it is. But the mashed potatoes. It was potatoes, not my favorite. I like the traditional yeah, tomato like pie. There's at, no red sauce. At Frank Pepe's. So. Yeah. And then they do claim, you, I'm from Chicago. I couldn't even say anything. Like everyone was so aggressive about telling me that pizza started in New Haven and not to even like 
yeah. argue with them. And I was like, okay. And then the hamburger too. So I was just all right. So that's um, a little off topic though. Denise, you're from Chicago. Do you put most? Do you put ketchup on your hot dogs? I do. I know. It's yes, I do. Yes, Phil. And you want to go toe to toe with me on it? No, I do too. Okay. But just just had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> you know the whole the whole just mustard Chicago thing. That's recent. That's within like the last. 15 Chicago years. dogs suck. It's like eating a salad. What are you talking about? Oh my gosh! I'll, 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 versus, I'll fight you on that. Ver, That's ver, insane. Versus an LA dog, there's no comparison. No, no you have a hot dog that? wrapped Student, in bacon no. with peppers. An LA dog has glitter on it. What are you talking oh, about? Oh yeah, agreed. LA agreed. dog is the okay. business. No, he said it has glitter on it. I'm like, <laughs> no. That's I, Chicago dog has tomatoes, onions, pickles, peppers. It's not pickles. Must- it's a cucumber. It's a pickle across the I know, top. But they're so it's so good. Um, I do ketchup and mustard. That's me. I've always done it. I've never heard of the mustard thing. That is something totally new that some newbie in Chicago came up with. So no, if you can have ketchup on it. Is that right? Yeah, I'm telling you right now, you can. Okay. All right. I just had to ask. Yeah. <laughs> and now you started now you started a war. <laughs> so yeah, the food, you're right. The food in, in Connecticut, they're known for their pizza. Yeah. They're known for their hamburgers, but New Havenese do the the mashed potato bacon pizza and if I you, wasn't as big a fan of that. If which you want to really see funny. it, check out our uh, YouTube shorts. I did a whole video about us uh, having one, and it's thin crust. It's really I liked it. I thought it was something different and delicious. I'm I sorry I stepped it. on you. I didn't realize you were going to throw us the social media there on that spot. That's so. fine because if anybody wants to see it, because I'm sure they're like, how do you put mashed potatoes on a pizza? So I did a whole video. It's about hard to it. envision. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. I wouldn't even call it a pizza. I know it didn't. It was. It looks like a pizza, though. It, was, it just looks like a white pizza. It was pizza. an interesting thing. With bacon. But the day we went <laughs> out for it, I was just like, there's so much good pizza in this town. Like, why are we eating mashed potatoes? You know, so. But it's a thing there. Like, people like it. Yeah. People love that place we went to. It was mm-hmm. slammed. It yeah. was packed at it lunch. It is the place to go for Bar. mashed potato and bacon pizza. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, okay. But all that talk about these places I visited and you know, kind of glossing over one important thing, one important aspect about Newtown is that, you know, a lot of people know in 2012, it was the place where Adam Lanza killed 26 people in an Mm -hmm. elementary school at Sandy Hook Elementary School. That was the first school shooting. It was, I think it was the one that had kids. So it was the largest, yeah, it was the largest school shooting at that point, I thought Uvalde is one. worse now. Oh, but I did. Th- I, I'm so sorry if I didn't get the facts straight, but I actually thought it was the first school shooting. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I think no. there have been other school shootings. Yeah. But there the are first plenty one. before that. Like yeah. Columbine was in 99. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm so sorry. Columbine. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I you're right. I, Nobody had ever gone into wow. an elementary school. Yeah, before. it was it was a, it was the worst school shooting with the youngest uh, victims. Yeah. So and at that six, point, I think, was the youngest. Yeah, it was it was the most victims up until Uvalde, I believe. So, um, how far is that from Newtown, Sandy Hook? It's a village inside Newtown. Oh, so it's kind of like you know. Wow, did you see any signs of any kind of remembrances? Anything like I that? I went to the memorial. Yeah, um, there's a new elementary school where the old one stood. There's actually a fountain. A memorial. They tore it down the old school. Yeah, it's gone. And they built up a new one. Uh, but in the place of the old one, there's actually, I mean, it's pretty, it's just, it's gutting. I mean, yeah. you know, you. I don't think you need to be a parent to think nope. about little kids getting shot up. Mm-hmm. And then going off of that, 
all of the hatred and um, unwanted attention and wrongful uh, accusations leveled against the parents of these kids by Infowars and Alex Jones and all these like conspiracy web websites who basically just fabricated a story to say that, oh, the government is just using this as a false flag operation to take our guns away. Uh, it's like that part of it. You can't, I don't, I mean, it's difficult to travel through there and know the history of the place and separate that as somebody coming in new. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's, there's a statement you could make about the town to say, oh, they've moved on. Uh, there well, may be healing going on, yeah. but I, it's I don't like, think you could ever move on from something no, like that. I mean, it's going to take generations, right? Yeah. And, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's difficult. Like I couldn't separate it while I was there and I didn't like the last thing I wanted to do, frankly, was go see the memorial. Um, but ultimately I was like, you know what? I'm here. Like I have to go. So talk uh, myself into it and it's just. You know, as someone who has kids, again, I don't think you even need to have kids to be like, like who, you know. Who? You know, the people, some of them still live there, most likely. Oh, yeah, the they parents, definitely do. The parents. And it's that's they hard. won a like, I think it's a billion dollar lawsuit against Alex Jones. And recently he tried to roll it up into a bankruptcy so that he wouldn't have to pay any of it. And just uh, last month, like I think August 23rd or something like that, um, a federal bankruptcy court denied his claim and said that because he, uh, you know, willfully subjected the plaintiffs to all of this emotional damage, they were doxxed online, they, they were accused of being false, like actors uh, but what, okay, who had so been in other national catastrophes and all that? Okay, stuff. so let's talk about this just for a minute, because um, I, you know, we can go down a rabbit hole. Just like any conspiracy theories, you can go down a rabbit hole. Mm. Were the kids never really dead? Where were these kids that supposedly died that Alex Jones oh, saying weren't dead? Where were they? He said they were all actors. The parents and the children were all actors. Were the kids? Or the or the kids never existed to begin with. They were just photos of kids that, you know. Oh, so the police force, though, lied to The CIA too. or, yeah, oh, all so these people. The like, teachers this whole lied. Conspiracy. The right. teachers that were killed. FEMA you know, came teacher, in. All these teachers like, were killed, Whoever. Too. ATF came in. It was all, yeah, it was all fake. Oh, it was all staged. It was all staged. That's that's the claim. Like, the world is flat stage. Like, that whole, like, yeah. it was done in a studio. Yeah. And, you know, because he's got so many listeners or whatever. And, you know. What was his proof that it was staged? I don't, I mean, I don't watch, so. Um, but you know, he had to have day after day after day. He had day. to show something that it was staged. I mean, right? the, only thing, the only thing he went off of was a video from one of the victim's fathers. He was smiling during an interview. He was smiling during an interview. So and then he went off of that one video. Well, the parent could have been smiling, holding back tears because sometimes you have to do the opposite I, when you're on an interview, because uh -huh. if you don't, you'll break. I mean, that's just, yeah. everybody knows that. Like yeah. you, that's you, what, that's what he went off of. So mm. just that one video. Yeah. Ooh. So, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's like that's a consideration if you're going to move to Newtown, you know. I, I think uh, Wow. there are plenty of people who do. My friend Jeff moved there. I don't know if he was there before. Or after. I think he moved there. People after. still moved to New York in 9-11. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know. It's part of the culture in Newtown. It's yeah. just part of the fabric of this town now. Right. Question, though. You, you just mentioned New York and people moving. Because do you think, and this is a horrible question to ask but do you think that the bigger the tragedy it's easier to move to 
let's say more people, more casualties versus like something like Sandy Hook is harder to move to, or does it matter the size of the city? I, I, Ooh, that's I, a good question. I think it wow. definitely, I think it's more diluted in a city with 10, 12 million people or whatever. Yep. I agree. When 3,000 people die on 9-11 versus a town of 28,000 where it's like these were school kids and, you know, like. That's a good point. Yes, Phil. I would say uh, it is probably easier to move to a bigger city where it's more diluted. Yeah. Yes. It's a, it's, I think it's a way bigger deal in a smaller town. Well, because a small town, everyone's affected by that in a I, small town. I mean. In a then, city, I mean, yes. I mean, the whole country is affected by 9-11, of course. Yeah. But, um. I don't know. I just think it's spread out more. It's diluted. That's the perfect word. It's yeah. diluted. Um, you don't necessarily in a in a city like let's talk about Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah. Let's use Oklahoma City bombing, New York uh, 9-11. Your neighbor wouldn't necessarily be affected by that terror attack. Right. But in a city like Newtown or Sandy Hook chances could be probable that your neighbor, it was their grandkid, it was their sister's, their sister's best friend's kid, it was their niece, their nephew. Yeah, somebody like, who knew somebody. I mean, yes. I forget how many died in the Oklahoma City bombing, but it's probably comparable, like as many people that died there that day. In New York, as day. in New York, yeah, as in New York. You know, no, I'm, say, I'm saying like, I'm saying Oklahoma. Two, I think 200 something people died in yeah. the Oklahoma City bombing. Yeah, That's kind of a lot of people. So you knew somebody who knew somebody, I would think, in the Oklahoma City bombing. Oklahoma City's really big. I don't know. 168. I'm, okay, but Oklahoma City's really big. What's the population of Oklahoma City? I mean, it's got to be like, what, 150, no, 60,000? At that time, there were only like, what, 10 buildings in downtown Oklahoma City? So as of 2021, it's over almost 700,000. I said there was 168,000 people in Oklahoma City. Oh my gosh, I know nothing. 700,000 people. That's a, lot. That's a lot of people. Okay. So, so do, do Orlando then. I mean, we had Pulse. Oh, yeah, the Pulse oh, Nightclub Massacre. You know, okay. 40, 49, 49 people. And how many people live in Orlando? Uh, I think 300,000. What is that like? What Do people still talk about it? Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, do you know anybody that was affected like by it? It happened on a busy weekend night, right? Like yeah, I was working out. that night at the hospital. Um, but yeah, I, I know people who were, were affected. Were affected. Um, yeah. My coworker was murdered. Oh. Yep. Whoa. Yeah. Yep. I don't know then if it's diluted. I'm not sure if I could. I, I, I think in a bigger city it's diluted, but you're proving me wrong that in a city of 300,000, people are still talking about it. You're affected by it. His yeah. coworker died. Plus, we're talking about, you know, know, a terrorist attack versus a wacko with a gun, you know? So, What's the difference? Well, I mean, I just think when it's somebody where it's like, a, like they're all senseless, of course. It's like like nobody fathom. But there was a national response to 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if this happens in your community, you're right. You're just one of some of the other communities where this has happened now. You know I what I mean? You, I get what you're saying. You know, mm -hmm. so um, there just doesn't seem like... If my right. theory is if Sandy Hook didn't turn the tide on some of these politicians, like finally trying to figure something out when it, it came to controlling this epidemic, it absolutely did not. Mm -hmm. And if that wasn't going to turn the tide, then but, you know, the the people in any of these towns we're talking about, any of these incidents we're talking about, even Maine, the most recent one, mm -hmm. Lewistown, mm -hmm. um, if that didn't turn the tide, then, you know, these people would just think like, oh, we're out here on our own then. I guess this just happened and everybody, the world's going to move on, 
you know. I still think a small town is affected different affected differently. I yeah, I would say it's like when you, when you, when the fabric of the community is, you know, like uh Newtown is like a, I think it's like a trick or treating like a place where people go trick or treating or whatever, like it's a big deal and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden like it's just like one of those Everything towns changed. where Everything Yeah, changed. I mean I don't know. There's no moving on. I don't want to say there's moving on because no. it, it didn't feel to me like there was a moving yeah. on of any sort. There's a remembrance and that's huge. Um, what do you think, Phil? Do you think it's different from a big town to a small town? Uh, I mean, I think James hit the nail on the head. You know, if it's something like where the entire country responds to it, like 9-11, I think it's more is more of an impact because we we feel it and we see it every day. Yeah. You know, and the whole country is banned together. When something like this happens, when it's localized, yeah, there'll be national news for a few days, but people seem to people everywhere else not in this yep. zone will forget about it. Yeah, that is really true. Yeah, that is wow. yeah. So, I enjoyed doing? my time all through that region of Connecticut. Mm-hmm. That was huge. Uh, you and I have definitely put that as like sort of a bullseye on our map, and uh, I'm glad. I mean, I'm better for going there overall, Aww, city to city, okay. town to town. So, so I guess we just have to narrow it down. We'll do that on our Connecticut trip because we are going. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. I mean, okay. you know, I think uh, there are a lot of communities there that have what we're looking for. Uh, the one advantage I would say that your favorite town, Guilford, has is its proximity to the Long Island Sound. That's, that's oh yeah, it's right there. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be difficult to replicate. Even I mean, I love. I grew up on a lake. Uh, I'm a you know I'm a lake. I'm a freshwater boy. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that access to the to the ocean to the salt water is pretty huge. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm not even a water person. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to look at it. I don't necessarily need to be in it. I just want to look at it. Yeah. And not to say that we're going to be able to afford waterfront property, but Guilford, like the whole area. Oh, yeah. Of I hope you weren't saying that. No, I definitely was not. <laughs> but just like being able to drive there within like minutes. Yeah. That's what's the beauty of Guilford is they have lakes and then they have the um, Long Island uh, Sound. Yeah. Is it the sound? Is that what it's called? Long no, it's Island like the- Sound. Is that the is that what it's called? Yeah, it's okay. the sound. All right, yeah. yeah. So it's right there. Also, it's just amazing. You have both options. Yeah, definitely. So okay, um, moving on. I want to talk about a different topic. We've touched on it already, but you know, in uh, in all of these news stories that we're talking about, the Pulse nightclub, yeah. maybe less so because that was an adult, but um, even the most recent one in Maine, this guy, Robert Card, had been having problems. He was actually training, I think, to be some sort of military firearms instructor or something like that. And his ba- his commanders had reported him as like being somebody who like is potentially disturbed. He had been to uh, he had he had undergone clinical diagnosis in New York and all of a sudden he had all these problems. And as an adult, um, I think it's a little harder. This country is definitely more sensitive when it comes to saying, Hey, maybe you shouldn't have weapons. You know, clearly we have Mm -hmm. a problem with that. Even in the situation where authorities have been notified and warned, like this guy may be a problem in the case of all the, you know, I guess the sheriff's department or whatever in that region in Maine, uh, they were aware of him, but they didn't really do, do anything about it. I know. So what could you do? But here's here's my question, and this is my topic. Uh, in the case of Adam Lanza, who went and shot up Sandy Hook, he was a kid that had demonstrably had 
uh, mental health issues his entire life. And his parents somehow allowed him to have access to these weapons. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't just like a hunting rifle where he, you know, single shot. It wasn't a single shot 12 gauge or anything like that. Like legit, like, you know, semi-automatic weapons. Um, I guess my question is this. How do you feel like why are parents not being held responsible and taken to prison? Am I wrong? I'm on the fence. Well, can I say something? Go yeah. ahead. So in the case of Adam Lanza, um, his mother did try to take him out of school five different times um, because of his weird behavior. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember, but he killed his mom. Yeah. He did. So, yep. I mean. Yeah, in that case, what are you going <laughs> to yeah, do? Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. Can't hold her accountable. She held, she, yeah, she's, he, he killed her before but, he did what he okay, did. Okay, so, so we can't take her to jail. But my question yeah. is, why would you even have those weapons in your household if you knew your kid had these kind of problems? Yeah, and I, 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 I'm in that boat too because I have a special needs child who is violent, uh-huh. and we live in an area where we should have protection. So right. we kind of have that dilemma. Yeah, you know, I don't have any firearms uh, currently at the house, but we probably should, right? <laughs> you know, right. and so what? What does somebody like me do? Because my son is borderline schizophrenic. Oh, you know? okay. Who who knows? One right. day he could be fine. The next second he's wants right. to wants to kill us. Yeah, you know, and so. I really, that, that's a great question to ask because I honestly don't know what to do right. in that situation. But in the situation where tech, like we're in an era where tech seems to solve a lot of these issues, where's the tech on this that can help somebody out who, you know, I know they have fingerprints. Oh, like uh, a fingerprint gun? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. Um, I, or locks at yeah. the very least, you know. Um, I, don't I don't know. I just think, okay, so my thought on it is, they they it could go either way if the parents have been negligent then yes yeah. but if the parents have sought out mental health help for their child or in his case she took him out of school five times he ended up murdering her i mean she was making effort an effort not everyone is equipped financially to get the help they need. I mean, sometimes sure. they just have to rely on the system and we all know the system doesn't, isn't always available oh, for yeah. people. Uh, I'm on the fence about it. If they actively sought out help for their child, I don't think they should be held responsible. But if they were negligent and they had firearms just laying around and they had known from teachers, from neighbors that this kid was a problem, yeah. uh, then they should be held responsible. But I think it, um, it has to go on a case by case Basis. And then the whole, well, where is tech? Why don't they have, you know, why don't we have more guns like with fingerprint, uh, you know, capabilities? Okay. If somebody wants to kill someone, they're going to go around that. I just, I don't care about that. They're going to go around it. Oh yeah. Totally agree. He'll with find that. a gun. It could. Yeah. He'll steal for a sure. gun. He'll steal a gun. If somebody wants to kill someone, but they're well, going to find a way. Okay. But we're talking about, so let's take Phil's example, right? You live in an area where, you know, like you said, safety's you a concern. should, yeah, safety is a concern and you should consider owning a firearm, right? Mm -hmm. I can't really say touring around Newtown that that rang of the same vibe. You know what I mean? When the population is 96% white and it's all hunters and, you know, it just, it didn't, it wasn't a crime ridden area. I mean, we're talking, you know, like I said, we're talking houses. I'm saying from case by case system. Yeah. Yeah. I, Agreed. But and and I know 
in this case, you know, the mom was held accountable because she was the first victim. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's just so foolish to have in, and even if you're talking basic protection, right. For you and your family, we have protection for our family, all that. But if I knew one of my kids had special problem, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have an AR-15 in my house. I wouldn't have a weapon. Like, like Agreed. I would I would. You would be held responsible then in that case. Right. You know that the child has a mental illness and you still proceeded to get a gun like yeah. that. Um, then you should be held accountable in some way. Yeah. Yes. Um, again, it's a case by case. I, I personally, just me. What do you think? I know, but there's got to be a legal threshold where it's kind of like, uh, what do you it's, mean? it's not just about negligence at that point. It, 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 it like what, enabling? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's where I'm going with it. It was like, you've enabled this situation now because. How come no one's thought of that? You don't, yeah. it's, it, it's. Oh, I think it's been tried. I know it has. I mean, there are different be, laws right? on the books in different states. Yeah. It's just currently with the way gun laws work, there are a lot of loopholes it's easy to get out of. Like I know, I know handguns are, com commit way more crimes than AR-15s just that all the little mass shootings yeah. are those type of weapons. Yeah. So, right. yeah. I mean, I, I'm all about the Second Amendment, but I do think things need to change when it comes to weapons like that. Because mm -hmm. granted, you look, like you just said, Denise, if somebody wants to kill somebody, they will attempt to. But if they don't have access to, yes. to buy an AR-15, there's still some barrier there. You know, even if he gets make a, it a handgun, just make it, it would be hard. It's still hard. He, I hate to say he may not have killed 26 people, but he may not have killed 26 people. With a handgun. With a handgun. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Make it harder. Oh, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, the people and again, I'm all like I agree with the Second Amendment to a point. I just feel like, uh, you know, if you have proven yourself to be a domestic abuser or if you, you know, whatever your garden variety sort of items on a list are that would prevent somebody from probably like these people should probably not have a handgun. I just I think it's so crazy that, you know, the gun lobby in this country <laughs> has it. been able to. It, you know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the abortion issue. I was just going to say, I yeah. love how like in terms they, of like rape and incest and all that other no, stuff. It's like, it's, no, across the board, you can't have any abortion ever. And now it's like in it's but it's but, fine to kill a bunch of little kids. But yeah, but on this on the flip side, it's kind of like, OK, well, unlike abortion, you can have whatever you want. You know what I mean? No, to me, it's, they're talking out With of guns. both sides of their mouth. It's yeah. like, no, don't kill babies, but it's OK to kill babies. Right. Right. But only after they're born. Only after they're born. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Wow. And you know, people have said this before. When they wrote that sec, when they wrote the Second Amendment, there was no AR-15. <laughs> there were no there, rocket launchers. There and, was there was no yeah. there was no mental illness. I mean, if there was, it wasn't to the extent where we have where people are shooting up malls and you know outdoor venues and now you know elementary schools. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it needs to be modified. Something needs to be changed. There has you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's an uphill battle it, it, because we were in. Don't kill babies, but kill babies. Yeah, we went through Texas shortly after Uvalde, mm. and oh. the amount of T-shirts we saw in Texas, you know, just all sorts of whatever the slogans were, the NRA or gun lobby type slogans or whatever, from my mm. cold dead hands and that whole thing, and you know, um, I don't know. I do wonder if the people that are activists would feel differently 
if one of their own children or grandchildren was in a shooting. I bet they wouldn't. I bet the Second Amendment would change for them. Because I, yeah, I think you sure. are what you are until you're affected by what you oh, are. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so many homophobes until they have a gay kid, you know, yeah. <laughs> or a gay grandchild. For or, sure. Or racist until, you yeah. know, their daughter marries somebody of another ethnicity. not that I would want that for ethnicity. any single person, but it's almost like they're lacking empathy. They really are lacking empathy for what people in America are going through that are subjected to these mass murders. Like, it's almost like they're so... What's the word? Cut off. Black and white. Yeah, but it's not. I would never, ever want that for somebody. But I think that you don't understand it until it's happened to you. I I feel like for some people, not everybody, you and I understand it. We haven't been affected. Phil understands that he hasn't been affected. I have plenty of people who also think that something needs to be changed with the Second Amendment or just make it harder for people to get, you know, guns. But then you have others who are like, no, no, you're right. From my cold, dead hand or whatever that slogan is. Which is so funny because if you go to a gun range, right, and somebody's acting erratically, they will come in and scoop that weapon away from them. Like Mm -hmm. somebody there, a trainer or whatever, Mm -hmm. professional, will come in and take it. It's like, and we can't do this on like a nationwide scale. Like we should all admit there are people who should not have access to firearms. Mm -hmm. And whatever that system is. You know, but yeah. the gun man, gun manufacturers are never going to let that happen. So, yeah. and certainly not the politicians. But yeah. anyway, the beat goes on in you know the only industrialized nation where this continues to happen. But okay, so anyway, that's my soapbox moment. What do you got? No, I don't. That wasn't totally a soapbox moment. I think we can all agree that something needs to change. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Uh, we got to end on a better note. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have something for you that's a little bit on a better note. Um, have, you know, I've been thinking a lot because, you know, we're at an age now where our friends are, unfortunately, some of them getting divorced. And when you and I met, we met the organic way at a bar. That's what Americans do. Uh-huh. Well, I think bar. people worldwide do that, right? Uh, no. No, James, not anymore. Now people are meeting on apps. That's how people are meeting. Well, that's been going on for a while, honey. Yeah, but now it has been going on for a while. You're absolutely right. But now I feel it has like it has gone like to the point of no return where people no longer even to me, if people are just being lazy, they, they are. There's no interest anymore in even going out and meeting somebody when you can just be on your phone on a Friday night in your and swipe left or right in your underwear and, and T-shirt and do all the pre-dating to me it's just like i don't know i don't get it i don't get i i get i get the dating apps i sort of but I, i'm like you have to go out and make an effort to meet people you, right yeah but i don't know in the case of women i mean it saves them from kissing a lot of toads right no, because it saves them from no. kissing a lot of frogs to find their prince. And in the case of the guys, it save, it's got to save them a ton of money in buying cocktails or coffees All or right. dinners or whatever. Here's how I feel. When I was single, I was only single until I didn't want to be single anymore. That's not the case. <laughs> That's not the case. I know so many single people that want to meet someone and they cannot. And they cannot. Yeah. And it's I think the dating apps are horrific like okay i know i'm talking from not but, having an experience but i'm talking from my friends who are all going through this there are some people who okay so been- you, so let's talk about your 
female friends versus yeah. my male friends. So your female friends who are on the dating apps, what's what? Where, where are the reports back? Guys just want to have sex. Okay. All right. They're sending pictures they shouldn't be sending. Oh shoot! Really? Still at this yep. age? Yep. At this I love age. It. Yeah. Uh -huh. Never goes away. Uh uh. No. <laughs> uh yeah. They can't meet quality. It is very hard to meet quality people. That was never like. Was that really ever the issue when you would go out and date? Because when you're at a bar. Yeah, you met tons of not quality people when you went out looking to date. Okay, but you would just wrap that up at the bar. Like you would be like, okay, he's weird or he's whatever. I'm going to talk to him at the end of the bar because he seems like, you know, whatever. Right. Um, in an app, I think it hides so much because in an app, when you're in a face to face with somebody, you have to show courage. Yeah. You have to show eye, like eye contact. So you have to show, yeah. um, you have to show confidence. Uh, you have to also show your basic hygiene hygiene exactly <laughs> you have to show how educated you are in the way you speak because you can you can write anything in a text and you can even yeah. look up how to spell all of that well before you write it <clears throat> uh, but okay. when you're in the moment there is so much you cannot pre-plan in a moment that is so telling of someone's personality you do not get that in an app or behind a screen you just do not um but you can sort of eliminate a lot of red flags about a lot of people and save yourself a lot of time if you just read their profile I and disagree. you go through there or you see their photos and you're instantly like, okay, I'm not attracted to this person. I think the person. apps are you killing. You disagree? Yeah, I think the it, apps it are killing save romance. I think it's killing spontaneity. And I think it's also killing social behavior. They're killing social behavior on how to mate. So like my kids... They're all in college or one's out of college. They're on dating apps. It's insanity to me. I, I'm like, you're in a school with 40,000 kids. If you <laughs> can't meet someone in a classroom or a party, there's something wrong here. That's James, tough with the Gen no. Zs. I mean, it's tough. No. I'm not saying it's right, but it's like they're just so preconditioned to go to the phone for everything. Yeah. Every little thing. Um, it's like they're robots. I think they're all weirdos. I say to my kids <laughs> yeah, all the time, you're I people. I always say, you're people. And my kids say, what do you mean, my people? And I'm like, you're a weird generation. Like, you guys are just weirdos. You, you want to know why I think that this is it's such a big thing now? Why? Um, it's because we live, uh, when I say we, I just mean humans. So um, we live in a microwave society. So we can have anything we want in an instant. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, we live in a world of instant gratification. You know, if I want yeah. food, put it in a microwave, I can call it, use the app, they'll bring yeah. it to me. Yeah. If I want some tail, I can go on Tinder, you know, it's swipe, true. come to me. You know, uh, I, I want I want some attention. Let me post a pitch on Instagram, million million likes. You know what I'm saying? So we live in this society. You get that, a million likes? How do you do that? <laughs> we want a million likes. You got to post feet pics. Um, <laughs> so we live in a society where everything is instant for us, right? Yeah. And so and, and we want our dating to be like that too. But it's not though. But it's not, which is why we all suffer from anxiety, ADHD, is because they cannot connect outside of the digital world. Right. And when it comes to dating, it's it's almost impossible now on the knees because they can't you can have you can be the best talker, the best smooth talker within text. And then you meet that person yep. in person. You're just like, hmm, 
One hundred percent. You're yeah. different. I, there's this. Yeah. There's this joke. My girlfriend said is, um, I'm I'm a rock star on the internet. Mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, because it doesn't always translate into you and I in front of each other. I was in an Uber with this young guy. He had to be like 22. Wait, he was what? no, he was Uber. <laughs> he was the Uber driver. He was so charming. Okay. He was so charming. He was like he showed up. The first thing I said to him, I go, "Oh, look at you all dressed up." And he goes, "Oh, thank you." He was so cute. I mean, he had a cute shirt on, cute pants. Like he looked like he was going out. He was telling me his dating woes. He said when he is at a bar or a club cuz he's club age. And he goes up and talks to girls. He said, I just try to make conversation with them. He's like, I already have like the line in my head. He's like, and he was a very eloquent speaker in the car. This was a smart kid. Mm -hmm. He wasn't cheesy or anything like that um, or cringy at all. Uh, he said when he goes up to girls and just tries to have a conversation with them, they laugh, they get nervous, they go off with their group and walk away from him. He said, I can't meet anybody. He said, mm. I have to do it on my app. He said, and I just, I'm a face-to-face -face person. Now, he's obviously an anomaly for his age. Definitely. But he's exactly what Phil is saying. He is exactly what Phil is saying, which is he cannot find somebody to date in person because of those people having anxiety, ADHD. They're not used to somebody coming up to them and having yeah, so a conversation. It, so like, lacking in interpersonal. Yes. Though, like the girls... People, he's, it's obviously he's a boy, so he's talking about girls, um, but people, girls, okay, I have a friend that I, a girl, she's beautiful, she's highly educated, has a master's degree, an amazing job, pretty, well-traveled, and she cannot meet anybody, and I said to her one time, I said, why don't you go to a bar? I said, or go to like, um, go to a, because uh, uh, she, you know, she makes good money, so she wants to meet somebody in her caliber. And I said, go to a high-end bar, like go to a country club bar or something like that. And she said, I've done that. She said, I walk in, everybody's looking at their phone. She mm. goes, nobody looks up, so how can I even make eye contact with people when they're on their phone? How do you do that? You airdrop them. Picture picture of your of your D. <laughs> and they'll oh, they'll look up and see who it is, and you'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's really good yeah. i'm gonna have to call her and tell her to airdrop uh I that's difficult i mean as far as the younger generations go i really don't know what to say like when our kids and everything i agree with you 100 percent. when you're going to a school with sixty thousand kids you should not have to use an i app. said 40 i didn't even say 60 Whatever. i said 40 however many yeah Twenty thousand. let's just go down to 20 if you're two thousand i don't know if, how, put a number on it doesn't matter you it's can't like, meet somebody yeah like that's just, a problem you're on tinder oh or you're uh, you can't meet I know. somebody i can't you know that's insanity that's just like the only I thing i can say it. in defense of the people our own age to circle back to that yeah my friends people that i know men who have recently been divorced or what have you is they are paying for alimony they're paying for a lot they have to work all week they have they still get to see their kids and all that other stuff or whatever their whatever their personal situation is bottom line is they don't have a ton of time to go out and try and qualify their next wife i don't think they have a choice anymore james i don't think i think they spend just as much time on an app as they would be an out but i have to be honest with you but going you can out, do that on a tuesday night when you're not going to go out anyway 
okay, you're right As about opposed that. But to watching is, Game of Thrones Whether you're spending reruns. four hours throughout the week on these dating apps, one hour a week, <clears throat> a, let's say four days out of the week, you're spending an hour on these dating apps, or you go out on a Saturday night for four hours, the truth is your chances are way better on the app because going out for four hours, some people may not even look up from their phone at you. You will yeah. not... I mean, your chances are going to be so slim going to a bar or restaurant to talk to somebody. Yeah, as you described it, I mean, the experience from your friend. Yeah, it sounds that way. I mean, I just, you know, in defense, I, look. It's laziness. Okay. I have, I have, it's kind I don't know if I agree with that. And I'll tell you why. I mean, I have so many friends where it's like suddenly they're divorced, they're free. Like after two or three years of, you know, like the marriage not working out and now it's finally settled and all that like they just want to go out and have fun. And, you know, for the first three, four years or two years or whatever that magic number is for any particular guy, it's a blast. They're going out, they're meeting companions, they're doing whatever they're doing. They're having a great time while they're doing it. And they still have all their responsibilities handled at home. I don't know. I mean, I feel like for some people, at least initially, it's a second lease on life and freedom and oh, enjoying please. and all that other stuff. Okay. But ultimately, let me finish. Ultimately, I do know an equal amount of guys where it's like after the first two years of that, they're kind of like, yeah, it's all great. And the hookups are nice. But uh, I'm like There's at that no point substance. now where I'm ready to meet somebody. And they can't. You know, and they can't. Right. Because, yeah. you know. that's all fun and games. What you're, what think, you're describing is all fun and I games. I still, in defense of the apps, though, I still feel like, look, if you're a hardcore Trumper and you just want to meet a like-minded person, you could weed through a lot of people before you get to your fellow Trumper. You know what I mean? Like, whatever, name that. If you're into mountain biking, you can find your mountain biking girl. You can, like, fill in the blank, whatever that is. And I feel like being able to sift through that does have its advantages. Farmers only. Farmers only. J-Date. I know J-Date was started way before. What's J-Date? Oh, it's the app. It's a, it used to be a website. I'm sure it's an app now. Jewish be, dating? Yep. Yeah. It's just it's girls and guys who just want to meet another Jewish person. So J-Date's been, J-Date has been around forever. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black, black people meet. Did black people meet? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah. same thing. Black okay. planet, so same, all those and things. It's like. You know, Tinder, you know exactly what you're on there for versus Match.com. It's like you're looking for more of a partner oh, on your Match.com. Match is a booty place. Everyone is knows it? that. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. is it, old people Tinder? Kind of. Hmm. It's like, it, it's like, it was Tinder before Tinder. So I, I missed the I missed the app boom because I've been with my wife 12 years now. So How did yeah. you guys meet? Uh, at the hospital. Um, so... Plenty of Fish was new. Oh, when yeah. I was That's around. like a Christian dating site, right? No, no, no. That's a good name, though. For that, good idea. There it was, was just. Oh, it's Christian Mingle or something. Christian okay. Mingle. It was just, yeah. it was just called of Plenty of Fish. I remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm telling you, the, the level of people there were like not Low hanging good. fruit. Low hanging fruit. Not good. Like, if I was a different type of person, I could have messed some lives up. Yeah. Like, this is like oh. a step up from the old yeah. Facebook, or not Facebook, uh, the old. Uh, because it used to be on Craigslist, you could do all personal oh, and stuff like that. And can you imagine? I was just about to say it's a step, it was a step up from Craigslist. Oh okay, Lord. so it was a step up from Craigslist. Craigslist. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, plenty of fish. A step up from Craigslist. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So mm. I don't know how they are now. I mean, I have friends who use. I don't know. They're not Tinder much different. Stuff, my friend showed me all of her eligible people that matched up with her. I was like, oh, just be it's single. Tough at just this be age. single. 
it's tough at our age, though, don't you think? It's like everybody's either damaged or has proven themselves to be an unworthy lifelong mate by yes, this point. That is you know, true. don't yes, you think? I am agreeing with you 100%. So, what do you do? It's got, well, you got to pick the person who's got your brand of damage. I mean, that's really, you know, yeah, it's like, it's pretty accurate. You're like, okay. You're screwed up like me. I mean, it's no different than young, awkward kids meeting other young, awkward kids or whatever. You just got to. You just don't. You don't. You haven't. You haven't procreated. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, that's all. But you're just not, I guess, you know, where you and I sort of differ on opinion is, is it worth it for you to do it four hours a week to get that one or two dates a month? Uh, and to me, the answer is yes. If it's going to save me a ton of time. Well, you know, as me. a single guy. You know, I still like talking to Delta representatives, so I'm not going to be on an app for four hours. She wants to call on the phone. She's like, is there an app where we can call people? So, no, I'm walking into that place and I probably won't meet anyone. But you and I differ on this greatly. What about you, Phil? Are you walking into a bar or are you going to be on an app? Um, I'm, I'm more like a hybrid, probably, because I'm a I'm an extroverted introvert. So OK, like, I love being at home and not doing anything. But when I am out, I'm very social. Right. So I guess the opportunity, I can meet people in person, but I would, if I was, I guess, single, I would probably look on those apps and then maybe test the waters, yeah. okay. see what it's like. Okay. But I know so many people, I could probably go, hey, let's go hang out. And then I'd probably meet somebody doing that thing. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you and I would see again. We would not ever meet. But just for tail, though, I would absolutely use tail. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you don't want to mislead anybody. No joke. <laughs> like, you know, why waste time or spend yeah. money on a dinner? Just go on Tinder yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. According to many of my friends, it works. It works when it works. It uh, works wonders. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. I can't even get the words out oh. of my mouth. So I know. I got so excited there. <laughs> I see that. I see that. Uh -huh. Anyway, uh, I'm glad it's working out for my buddies out there who are using it. And, uh, you know, they might be the same ones that are sending uh, images to my friends. I'm sure they probably uh -huh. are knowing my friends. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you know, there's a there's, I have friends. There's a Facebook group in Florida that says, are we dating the same guy? Oh, no. Where it's just women. Yes. And they, have, they communicate. Hey, I'm about to go out on a date with this guy. Is anybody dating him? Or That's horrible. Married to him? Yeah. That's horrible. Because no, it's people, fantastic. I'm going to tell kidding? all my friends That's about fantastic. this. That's fantastic. That means he... That Make means sure you send out different pictures to every girl. That is because he has been getting around town a little of too course. much. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, are we dating oh. the same guy? Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Your all species. Right. Huh? Your species. My species, uh -huh. gender. Gender. Your We're gender. the same species. You are the species, same species. Your gender, yeah. that's what I meant. Your yeah. gender. Uh-huh. All right. Well, somehow I knew this was going to come back to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had enough of this episode. Thanks for joining us this week. We're going to catch you next week. Go ahead and take them out. Empty nest, full tank. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.